these men, whenever they see that women are fighting for something, hey, someone will come up, hey, you see, this, this, this uh, man has done what? As a, this woman has a, done this to, to a man, as you women are not coming out to, to, to say the same thing. Okay, why aren't you, as a man, saying something instead of calling other people to say something? Yeah. So I think it's a psychological issue. I think we need to first accept that we still have some some ghosts. I'm using to go with that. Some ghosts. Some ghosts that are chasing us, saying where you see that men still act in a certain way. And uh, Hi guys, welcome back to Can We Talk? A for a minute. This is Belinda, also known as Munakampala, and I'm the host. I'm excited to be back with another episode this week. Um, this whole month that can we talk we've been diving into gender and culture if you haven't yet please check out the website we have an interesting blog article on the code of silence we teach girls we have another one on the evolution of man and on the youtube channel we dived into growing up as a ugandan woman and we also had a little book review on jennifer nasfuga makumbi's a girl is a body of water though there were no spoilers so for this week, we're diving into masculinity and we get into a conversation with Paddy about what is a real man anyway. We get into men's mental health, we get into men's friendships, patriarchy in institutions, we get into generational changes and much more. So I hope you really enjoy this episode. I do have to say if you hear some little noises in the background, um, nothing so, so much that you can't hear the audio. Please understand we're in times of COVID and we're all doing the best we can from home. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get into masculinity. Hi everyone, um, uh, my name is Paddy and uh, I'm a banker, a Ugandan of course. Uh, and I look forward to, to the conversation with Belinda uh, on uh, Can We Talk? <laughs> I like how guys are so brief. The guy went straight to the point. At I'm a banker from Uganda, and that's it. Eh? <laughs> what more is it? Like, all the female guests I have on will be like, I'm this, I'm this. You're like, no, I'm a banker, and yeah. For this conversation, um, I wanted to pick, I wanted to have this conversation with Paddy for a reason. So me and Paddy went to school together. I did undergrad with him. We were there suffering in finance together. We we sort of used to compete, I would say. Like, we were in school, pretty much same, do they say level? Okay, we were competing. But Paddy was the first person to call me out on an unconscious behavior that I had as a woman that I had never realized I had. I don't know if you remember this, but... I was very, um, I was very reserved and I don't know, like women were unconsciously taught to be quiet about our capabilities and skills and stuff. So as much as I was like capable and stuff to do things in my undergrad, I was very <laughs> reserved and like I would keep to myself and just, my thing was just succeed quietly, you know. 
Meanwhile, Paddy was like in everything. He was he was succeeding, but like in a you know I'm not worried kind of way. And he was the first person to call me out on how small I used to play, like unconsciously small I used to play. So that's why I thought it would be interesting to have this conversation with him in particular. He's 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 quiet. He's a man of few words, <laughs> so you can't hear him say anything. <laughs> Uh, I was was listening to what you're saying, and uh, at first, I remember, because I used to see you as a person of uh, potential, and as a person who believes that anyone can fit into a certain box, or they can be whatever they want, as long as they, they, they can do it, or anyone, yes, I believe anyone can do it, but when I see that someone has potential and they are just trying to to squeeze themselves somewhere where they really don't fit when they can at least fill in fill the room i i usually do it i usually call them out so i was just trying to remember all that uh, situation <laughs> and even up to now i still believe i didn't do a lot because i wasn't I just didn't do a lot to, to, to call you out on it, but I was just trying to, to remember and, uh, yeah. and, and our situation about it, yeah. Yeah, um, he has continuously told me to fill up the room, and as he has said, even with this podcast and stuff. So jumping into today's um, conversation, which is going to be on gender, um, I have to give a short, not intro, but... I, I usually don't do this on other conversations, but because gender is such a sensitive topic, I believe it's important for us to first get back to basics. And for me, basics when I'm discussing something is getting back to what it is, how it is defined. Because a lot of times we use terms without knowing exactly what they mean, or we take them out of context in terms of what they are. So I looked up what gender is and they gave me two definitions. So first I want to focus on one definition where they said gender is also used more broadly to de- to de- oh, to denote a range of of identities that do not correspond to established ideas of male and female. And I want to first talk about that because in the society we're living in today, as well as in the past, um, gender wasn't specific to male and female. I think a lot of us don't know that even in African culture. I was recently listening to a podcast, my fav- one of my favorite podcasts called Afroqueer Podcast from Kenya. They're one of the best in the game, guys. Check out Afroqueer. But they were talking about the story of the matters, and they were talking about how gender was assigned based on power structure in Buganda um, back in the day. So the the royals, as long as you believe you belong to the royal clan and you were in the royal um, part of the kingdom, you were referred to as he. You were referred to as a man, and that was regardless of whether you are a woman or not, it was based on power structure. So the younger, I mean, not the younger, the commoners were referred to as female. So, and when you read, a lot of our African culture does have that thing that they didn't um, call male and female based on, I guess, biological biological Mm -hmm. things only. 
Um, I also believe that for me personally, I believe that there is masculine energy and feminine energy in the spiritual world. If you go and read about it, there's masculine energy is basically closer to power and control and doing and action. While feminine energy is more of feelings and dreaming and intuition. And I believe that both of us have both masculine and feminine energy. Different people oscillate between the two. Some women are in tune with their masculine power, others are not. And I just wanted to first put that out there because gender is not confined to male and female. And I wanted to make that clear at Can We Talk that we do recognize that. Um, but today, since I don't want to make Paddy speak on things he doesn't have experience or hasn't done extensive research on, I want us to focus on the first definition of gender, which is either of two sexes, male or female, especially when considered with reference to social and cultural differences. So that's what we're going to be focusing on today, the basis of male, female, and in reference to social and cultural differences. So um, recently on the blog, we had an amazing writer called Karen, who just joined Can We Talk podcast as a guest writer. And she wrote about the evolution of man. She was talking about how the standards of men have changed throughout society, through generations. And I decided, like, why not have a man come onto the show? And he discusses their things, because what better way to have a conversation on masculinity than with a man? Based um, on the article Karen wrote about how for years men have been defined by what makes a good man is, is how he protects. Protection is like one of the pillars of a good man. She talks about how it was needed because once a perimeter was secure and there were enough resources, then the family could, you know, prosper and stuff. So that's why um, protection was a pillar for masculinity, for a good man, for a quote-unquote real man. So how do you think what are the new pillars of being a good man? Like in society today, do you think that protection still stands as one of the pillars or you think now the pillars of a good or real man has changed? I think I'll take it back to to the values that I believe in as a, as a, that a man that should have. And for me, that defines uh, masculinity as well. As I say that still, you need to be strong as a man. And you being strong, of, of course, it will put in the, the, the idea of you being stronger and protecting the people around you. And also... The, the part where I say that uh, you need to be you need to be to, to, to do everything that you do when you're you, you, you're doing it with honor and uh, uh, with with those uh, with those uh, characteristics when you add on even you having courage I think on my side it hasn't changed that much. And uh, you uh, you still need to be, be protected around you. I'll say any other woman. If we have uh, we have if we have like two women, and uh, uh, let me say 
two men in a room and outside there are zombies and uh, these zombies attacking the, 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 the building that you're in. As, as the, the two men that you're with, you as women, uh, one will go out, let me say, one goes out and uh, tries to, to, to kill these, uh, these zombies. And you see that he moves out with confidence, with courage, and he tries to protect the people that are inside. I think at the end of the day, a woman will look at it and say that, you know what, the one who went outside is the real man. I don't want to say that it takes away the fact that even this one who has stayed is uh, is uh, not a man, but you see that strong bit of you being able to protect the people that are around you shows that you are a man. And uh, I think even uh, the modern way that we live is still fits in, uh, even though you, I think, yeah, it still fits in. Uh, as I said, it's just, for me, the way I believe it, it changes a little bit. I, I, I talked about the fact that these people, let me say, if, if you are living with a woman or the, the, the girls, the, the women that we live with, they don't want you to, to pro, just to protect them to go out there and, let me say, kill another person or do what. Sometimes they just want to feel secure around you and as long as you're not going to harm them. So for me, that I believe also is part of being a strong person, uh, being able to protect them, even though it's not about going out there to, to, to harm another person. And yes, even though you have said really, yes, I believe it's still, it should still be part of uh, qualities that you should have as a man to be able to protect the people around you. And uh, it's, it's, it's where I say it's strong, it's, it's, it's you proving that, you know what, I go out there to hunt, I go out there on behalf of the people that are in my family or my circle. And by me doing that, it shows, it might not be hurting anyone, or it can show that you know what? Someone is scared to come around me because they feel like I'm strong. So yeah, we still, I still believe that uh, the protection part still shows that a man is supposed to, to to be strong. I find anytime you ask a man what makes a man a man, it's defined in reference to women. So it's I have to protect the woman. Um, even the example you gave in terms of like. Um, going outside to protect or to make sure that the woman is safe and stuff. I'm like, how then do we move on to a definition of a real man that is about the man and it's not... Because when you define... When they define women, good women, quote-unquote good women, it's always defined in regards to herself, you know? So how, how then do men have a definition that is not in reference, like you as a good man, even if you're not protecting someone else, you as you, how then can you stand in your individual power without having it to be in reference to a woman? It's, it's I'll, I think, yes, I use an example of uh, saying that uh, women inside, but uh, remember I added on a man who still is part of the group and 
the idea I was trying to bring is you protecting the people around you. It, it shouldn't be only women, but maybe the kids, what and what and what. And the idea of masculinity, I, for me, I believe it is not about anyone else. It's about still, if we, for me, the way I define it, it's about you as a man. As I said, there are a few like characteristics that I consider. So being strong, being uh, courageous, being uh, uh, acting with honor. These all so things, what exactly? First, things. explain to me the being of honor. Is that like in the decisions you make? Um, uh, first, let's first dive if, into if that. The way you do it, the, the way you do it in the right way, not to harm anyone, not to put anyone down as you achieve what you achieve. You're doing it without you affecting another party who is around you. I don't okay. know if uh, that comes out. Clear. So, in terms of yeah. like empathy, like you, you are aware of what your actions could have on someone else. Is that yeah? On some. Okay. Yes. So all those, and you should be like, even confidence is part of things for me, what I consider to be some of the, the qualities that you should have as a man. And you're, you're having these qualities not because, or let me say, you're not strong or confident to be against another person. It's you just to prove to yourself, or let me say, also in, in the society that, you know, as I, I, I talked about it, for you to show that, you know what, I deserve, I'm confident enough to sit there where every man or where every person is seated. I deserve to sit there. It, it doesn't matter if there is a man or a woman, but for you as a person, you're proving to yourself that, you know what, that is where I belong. And I think I'm confident enough, I'm strong enough to sit there. Or I have what it takes for me to sit there. You're proving to yourself or to what is the, the surrounding uh, that you have, uh, say, whatever it takes, I believe, or based on the qualities that I have, I believe to sit on that table. So for me, that's what I believe as uh, you being strong, you being a man. Yeah, I definitely yeah. agree with you there in terms of... Um your power like sitting mm -hmm. in who like your confidence your um your actions as well as the consequences of those actions and that being the definition of like your individual how do you define yourself first before you look at your definition in regards to other people so i do agree with you there i just feel like for me on the protection part i really feel like women and men as a whole have moved away from protection to it being so, um, what is it called? Security. So like even the example you gave, let me say if I was to even say, okay, I'm in the house with those men. I feel like even the man who stays and is able to calm me down, let me say if I'm a, and this is even if I was a fellow man, and is able to provide, to show me that I'm safe even within the house. Like, it has moved past protection and proving this to more of security. Are the people around you, do they feel secure enough that you're not going to, that you are making decisions that are the best, best for the two of you? 
I like referring to this thing people like saying of, oh, at a man should be the lead of the house, those things, eh? Be submissive, what? And for me, I always say that I don't think anyone wants them to lead them, but they just want to be sure that you are going to make the decisions that are best for the both of you. So I feel like that's where I agree with you that being in a, one of the qualities that a real, I keep saying quote-unquote real good because I'm just like, all men should be. <laughs> I'll get into that. But like, <laughs> I just feel like that is true in terms of, yeah, like why I, see, I keep saying quote-unquote good or real man, yeah? I just feel like I never hear of, I've never heard of the notion of, like it's not as common, maybe it's there now, but these things of what makes a real woman, it's always like what makes, like I feel like there's that underlying notion that all women are supposed to live up to the underlying expectations of women, which again are different, but when it comes to men, it gets, they get a pass. And for this, I just want to refer to, there's a book that I was reading recently, it's really good. This one, it's it's called um, Mask Off by J.J. Bola, who's a Congolese author. And it's, it's about masculinity redefined. And I just want to read a bit from it about this thing of real man, yeah? He says that, how often have you heard a phrase that sounded like, a real man takes care of his kids, a real man doesn't cheat on his partner, or a real man pays for everything or anything else. And then, like... You know those things that people say. And he's like, there's no such thing as a real man. The phrase itself is actually based on patriarchal ideas that reinforce how men are expected to be. And in many cases, the context in which the phrase is used often says little that is positive about manhood or being a man. Consider a real man takes care of his kids. This is what you're supposed to do as a parent, regardless of gender. The fact that only a real man takes care of his kids inherently implies that the rest of men generally do not take care of their kids. And so what does that have to say about men? He goes ahead to say the phrase real man takes us back to the elite football league that men are supposed to play in. That only the real men belong there. The idea of being real man, being providers or breadwinners is also based on material or financial circumstances and fails to account for social disadvantages and exclusion. So for me, I just want to, like, that's the part I'm like, when we talk about men providing, we really concentrate on material or financial. And I feel like as a society, we have now moved to the point of the emotional is just as important because I want to dive into men and mental health with you, for example. Black men have the highest suicide rates. Uh, a lot of that comes from shame and this exclusion that people are talking about or the expectation of... Um, I recently had a sad story of a young man around our age who committed suicide during this pandemic because he lost his job. And what is a real man without a job, right? So how is... How are men moving past the definition of themselves in terms of just material things? Because it makes you put the other things on a back burner, like mental health, for example. Are you providing, even as much as we talk about you being within yourself, um, do men take care of themselves emotionally? 
Like, do you check in with your emotions and be like, today I've had a bad day? <laughs> what's, um, what's self-love? Like, this notion of self-love and self-awareness and bichi is made to be feminine, but do men give themselves self-love? Like, do you practice? As a person, as a person, yes, I do sometimes. And uh, I think it's, uh, I would say, uh, the way the way we are brought up sometimes also affects us when it comes to these things. Uh, when you, I, I sometimes sit with my sister and it says, "Hey, you, you're not supposed to do this because you are a man. Men don't cry." And I'm like, "Leave the kid to cry. He's ex- ex- trying to express himself uh, because of some, something that has happened. For him to cry doesn't take away the fact that he's strong. Do you carry his bike? No." He carries it. Or oh, do do you see him doing, failing to do something, and he says that, oh, mommy, come and do this for me because you feel like he's, he's weak? No, he doesn't. So for him to cry doesn't take away the fact that he's, he's, he's strong or he's confident to do certain things. Here he's trying to be human. Maybe something has hurt him. So he, if, if, if you keep on telling this kid that, you know what, don't cry. You, it's only women who cry. He'll grow up knowing that, you know what? No, I'm not supposed to cry. At the end of the day, this kid, when he reaches a point and he wants to cry, he's even going to run away from his group or he's going to fear to say this. And because he's fearing, let me say he's in the bathroom, what will he do? He says, you know what? I have no any other option apart from me killing myself because I feel like I don't fit in the society. So, it's that affects us uh, as a person i i really do tell even my friends for me i cry and i'll go out when something affects me i'll go out there and and cry uh, I, I i i lost two i lost two big opportunities when the pandemic had just started and i felt bad to zero i cried I, the first person I told was a guy. My friend is like, you know what? I feel like this is it. For and me. did you feel that you get that support from your friends when you show that emotion? Or there is a bit there of feel, discomfort there? There are few that will laugh and say, you man, be serious. You can't act like this. Then there is, let me say, one or two who say, oh man, I think based on the situation we should understand and this does not happen because you don't deserve it 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 has happened because of other circumstances and they will try to talk to you and you also feel like you know what i think this person understands and i went ahead also to tell my sister and it was like uh it's okay uh do you find that women are more accepting of men showing emotions than fellow men Yes, women women are, uh, are supporting it uh, uh, very. They are trying to show. And I think, I don't know if they are supporting this because they they do it. For them, it's very okay because it's 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 normal for, for you guys to cry. But uh, for me, <laughs> <No>. as... <laughs> I'm a woman, I'll tell you. <laughs> I, don't cry. I don't cry that much. But how uh-huh, you were saying? So, um, uh, you see... It's uh, we are moving slowly. I know it 
it, it takes time, but uh, there are some few who really believe that, you know what, in, a, in any way you feel, you should do you should do whatever you feel like you should do. And that, that doesn't take away the fact that you are what you are. Yeah. So don't, don't entirely that all men welcome you or will welcome you when you cry or when you express your emotions. Even it's not even about only crying. You will feel like you will see that some men will feel embarrassed to show that their love to, to their yeah. women or girlfriends. Yeah, and people get shame so, for loving the people they're with. What's what's the best way for me to 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 show the person that I love than me showing it in public? Because this person, if it's only when we are two, they can they might feel that you know what? Maybe this person is not sure about me. So when I show it outside, that doesn't take away the fact that I'm a man. Me being insecure doesn't take away the fact that I'm confident. Yeah. I'm just having I'm just having that part as a human being and we should accept it. We should bring up our kids telling them that you know what? This is normal and you can do it. It just doesn't take away the fact that you're a man and the other person is a woman. Yeah. For me I believe that's how it should be, though it's 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 a process, and we just have to tell our the person you with that you know what this is okay. Then there are those who will accept. Then there are those who really you know we have we have to know some people that we have the old school guys. We have yeah the, the people who are so stuck in their ways. They're like <laughs> change no. But what you're talking yeah. about just, it makes me think of, um, there's that trending topic that was trending a while back called masculinity so fragile, which was pretty much shedding light on toxic masculinity and how society shames men in terms of, like what you've said, human feelings, because these are feelings, like feelings are part of the human experience. Actually, the more that you try to pretend they don't exist, them, it's like you're digging a hole in terms of your human experience. And I find that these days, the, the, the reason why, because you said women um, are more supportive in terms of, for example, men showing their emotions, they're being vocal about their fears and insecurities and stuff. I don't think it's because women um, do it themselves. I think because also women are evolving. And this is personal to me as well. I think at the in the beginning, women used to be attracted to, you know, the macho man and what. But with women and all the, like, the evolving that's happening and the process, more women want men where they're going to feel secure, even emotionally. It's such a big thing now that you want a man who's emotionally intelligent. Um, a lot of men, emotional intelligence, zero. So it's like you want a man who is going to make you feel secure that if I express, because if you express your emotions to, let me say, your partner and he doesn't know how to even express himself, you'll feel left out in the cold because he, he won't know how to handle emotions, you know? So women are evolving to look for men that are more emotionally and physically secure. I want to feel secure with you in terms of, vulnerability in terms of the physical strength and 
the men, I just kept wondering, because men, I see a lot of tweets, eh? You know those things of, oh, women are fighting for men's, women, girls' rights. They don't know that boys are also, let me say, going through all this. And every time I see those tweets, I'm just like, why are you looking for women to do your work when they're trying to do the work? Like, women are doing this work because they are passionate about it and it's related to other women. Why are men not putting in the work for themselves? Why do they have to look to the feminist? When are you standing up for the boys? What are you doing for the young boys in your community? It's a psychology thing, I think. Uh, They are trying to, I don't know, I should say they are massaging their ego or they are trying Mm. to protect, you know, when you're trying to protect your bad doing, I would, and I protect your saw, privilege. <laughs> uh-huh, protect your privilege. I recently saw an article written by a 40-year-old about millennials, what they do, or the wrong things that they do. And the person who shared it was a 40-year-old. And I'm like, okay, this article is written by a 40-year-old talking yeah. about what things that the wrong things that millennials do that they don't pay attention to details, what and what and what. And it's being shared, like confirmed. Someone is trying to confirm, and this person is also a 40-year-old. So it's like, as we are millennials, we are trying to push because things have moved away from these 40-year-olds the way they used to do things. And because for them, they are used to the way those things were being done, they are not okay with how we are doing things as millennials. So they see us in a certain way. And because we are um, we are trying to push them to say that you guys, the way you're doing your things is not, it's, it, we can do it sim- in a simpler way. Yeah, oh, please it's move not away. working anymore. Move away, you old. <laughs> yeah. You old. There is, a, there is new bread that is coming in. So these guys also are trying to push back and saying that, you know what, you millennials, you're doing things like this. So it's the same way that these men, Whenever they see that women are fighting for something, hey, someone will come up, hey, you see, this 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 uh, man has done what? As a, this woman has uh, done this to, to a man, as you women are not coming out to, to, to say the same thing. Okay, why aren't you, as a man, saying something instead of calling other people to say something? Yeah. So I think it's like psychological... It, it is, right. and I think that's why I, I stopped engaging with such men um, when I had just started getting more passionate about women empowerment and stuff. Oh my God, I used to get into debates <laughs> with, you know those men, like you it said, eh? they're playing a psychological game, and it's if you get into that game with them, it even takes you away from what you were trying to do because then you get involved in the back and forth back and forth and the message is even lost in translation so for me personally what i decided is i will have these conversations with men who are willing to have the conversation like they're not playing that psychological game you said because there's a lady who wrote that um feminism is the radical notion that women are human beings literally like that's it like but if you're as a man you can't recognize that or you're playing that psychological game like you said i'm like don't you want to i feel like it's progressive for example black men i like to talk about black men in specific because a lot of these um 
what are they called habzungu intersections yes intersectionality hey twasoma intersectionality <laughs> yeah because um race class um gender sexual orientation there's a lot of intersectionalities because you exist in all these spaces as a human being so you're not just a man but black men are facing completely different issues from white men um so for example moving away from mental health um if we are to go into violence for black like with black men right i was i recently came across a video i really loved on twitter there's this i've forgotten his name but he's a he's a an older man in the community and he has this program for young boys where of course it's like the taekwondo stuff but on top of that he teaches them things like meditation in order to release their anger because i feel like a lot of men are not taught how to deal with anger they are not taught how to deal with those feelings that bring up violence so in the video these are young boys of like 15 um 12 i think like that teenage group but he he gathers them up and he takes them through meditation like breathe take feel feel the feelings of anger and i feel like that's something very that's needed because we have 80% they say 80% of violent crimes are committed by men and less than half of violent crimes are reported and that's violence towards other men as well as gender based violence because those are two different things right So how do yeah. you think um in terms of gender it's so horrible for me when i think of gender based violence back home because when we talk of being in a patriarchal system this thing trickles down to everything so when people talk about go to the police at the police station i will tell you the times i've been to a police station in uganda if you're in something short like the policeman i think it's Trevor Noah who wrote that in her, in his book when they beat his mom so um Trevor Noah's born a crime his mom was a victim of domestic violence and there's a time he reported it to the policemen and they i think they laughed or something and he writes that that's the day he noticed that policemen are men before they are police because they don't like that's how everything trickles down in society so as a woman this is why we're thinking of all these things because when i go to police to report my my thingy like domestic violence or rape or anything the policeman is going to also ask me but what were you wearing you know how do you think men can be allies in terms of reducing like dealing with these issues like for example that guy who's doing his community thing but even you as a friend doesn't have to be on a community level how do you think men can be allies in terms of dealing with their issues because <laughs> they are their issues as well as in terms of the notion of gender equality if you have to say or i think it's only one thing that we have to deal with to 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 first because it's the root cause uh thinking that for you to be a man you need to be strong in terms of showing your physical capabilities that is the main thing where someone is saying that you know what for me to be a man i'm supposed to 
to beat up someone yeah or without me doing that without without me doing that it doesn't show that I'm, I'm a man and uh, due to the because we have to accept that whatever happened in the past is affecting us where this man was considered to be strong he goes out to hunt and to protect the, the uh of zoom to protect the, <laughs> the, the society and it comes back it was so like women were being given to them as gifts gifts for you being strong let us give you let us give you like five women for you mm-hmm. to go and enjoy yourself so all those issues are coming back to us especially the blacks that these people, some of our friends are already ahead of us and these things are being faced away however us who are moving slowly we still have these issues where we have a person thinking that a woman is supposed to be something that you have in the house and if they do it doesn't act in a certain way you are supposed to show your ego by saying that you know what i'm the man around so you should do the way i think that you should do so yeah. all that still affects us and as, as we try to solve the issue let me say me uh, 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 on my side i let me say i'm somewhere with my friend uh let me say a club and uh, he asks for a number and the lady says that you know what no i'm not going to my number and yeah. because this thing feels no man why would they would you refuse to give me so as a friend there i'm supposed to tell this guy yes you know what man let's go if she has said no it's okay you can get another one who feels that you should have their number because if it's not in public it's possible that he can do something So there as a friend that's where you're supposed to come in and tell this person that you know what no you're not supposed to act in a certain way so as i do that we are also supposed to 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 bring up our sisters our cousins our nephews and our kids by telling them that you know what this you fighting doesn't mean that you are a man or you you you're, you're on top of others or it doesn't give you the the title being the man around we are supposed to do that for, for us to make sure that we have a better a better generation it might not be okay by then but still at least we might reduce on the rate where you're saying that it's 70 or 80% it might reduce at least even for them they might do something at that time to make sure that it goes down up to 0% but I think we need to first accept that we still have some some ghosts I mean to go with it some ghosts some ghosts that are chasing us saying where you see that men still act in a certain way and uh, as 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 you said these policemen still they are they are men as they do their job they are men if he before he 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 protects the woman he will first ask himself what if i'm the, in the shoes what would i what will i do if this let me say you you have been assaulted because let me say whatever you were and you go to the police still you are in the same you you are still dressed in the same way when this police 
man sees you, what comes to their mind? The moment they see you, before even you tell them, mm-hmm. he might think the same way the way the guy who did what he did thought. So the judgment already, he already has a judgment in his head before even you report. So your issue won't be handled the way you want it to be handled. Yeah. And even though it's a policewoman, we have we still have women who even the women do it. it. They still police us. Yeah. Trust me, <laughs> that's true. I I I use people who are around me. Recently, I was where still I'll use my sister. We are talking, and she she was putting on a, a legging on some and some like a dress covering her. And I told she was saying, ah, let me go and change. And I was like, why are you going to change? She's like, I can't go to, to church when I'm like in a legging. And I'm like, why wouldn't you go to church like that? Yeah. Where is it where is it defined that a woman shouldn't go in church dressed like this? Is that what your God tells you? So yeah. for me, when you tell me that, then I'll I'm a very okay to stay at home and I don't go to church. Because already <laughs> that's what I do. You're, you're, <laughs> You're already you're judging each other, so I don't know what you're going to pray about. I know. So we still have even women that you go to a police station, and this woman still believes that you know what? As women, men should say, set up, should police us by defining what we should wear. So even though you report, and there are many, there are many, because a person. I don't want to use that example, it might seem bad, but most of these people still believe in the ghosts that I talked about that they are chasing us. And you go, you won't get a fair a fair judgment because these people still believe that way. And it's a challenge that we have uh, as, as the black community. Though, as we said, we need, us as already the, the, the grown-up, we need to to protect yeah. or to make sure that you 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 the, the our sisters our our mothers feel safe around us by telling these people when you feel like this person is trying to be in act or act in a certain way and also teach our kids that you know what no yeah. i definitely agree i feel like accountability um a lot of men are not held accountable so as much as even institutions like the police are failing to hold men accountable, um, because that's the only way to teach someone that something is wrong. You have to keep, give them accountability for their actions. Um, as much as institutions are failing us, I think it is important to hold our friends accountable in our circles. And I totally agree with you in terms of generations and change being a process. So for now... Even us, we need to stop sometimes and look back at the progress that has been made from past generations to now, and then how we can keep going. Because it's easier to change a plant when it hasn't, when it's still just the roots. Like you can change the direction in which it's growing, yeah? But if you're going to like a bullet tree that has grown for years, and that's how it is, I don't care how many. Yes, you may put fences around it and some of its branches may change, but it will still stay standing the way it was, which is what... And there is a possibility of it breaking. Yes, 
which is I think what's happening with our generation, like even us women, like the point you talked about, like the way I talked about at the beginning of the episode where I'm like, you called me out on my playing small because that's something that I held, those are ghosts that you've been talking about that stay with us, you know? And even women, we have to uncautious, like cautiously let go of those old patterns that are not serving us. You talk of leggings. I went to an all-girls prestigious school in Uganda. Leggings are not allowed there. And it's an all-girls school. But they say you're not allowed to wear leggings because when men come in to visit, they'll see you. Or even those things that are still held, like you can't go to a lot of these girls' schools as a visitor. You can't go and visit someone if you're not in a skirt, you know? And that's something that's happening in 2020. The guards will literally tell you, go back because you're in trousers. And it's like, what are you instilling in these young girls who are in school? What are they learning from that, you know? So I do think like, while we have a, we do, while we've made progress, as generations, we also have a long way to go. But I guess since we're having conversations on it, <laughs> I think it's good. Uh, usually, so I would you. How would you feel when you see a man coming to church in shorts? Will it bother you? That's the thing. Like over here, and it's crazy. Like in the Western culture you look at the people who brought for us Christianity. These guys, even the women, the women will go to church in whatever they want to go to church in. Because guess what? They've gone... Um, I remember when I read that police... This, Enanga, his name, the one of the people in police wrote a, an mm-hmm. article in New Vision. Can you imagine a whole police head writing an article in New Vision talking about, he was talking about how with the rape cases happening, maybe we need to shift the attention towards, away from the boys and look at how the women are dressed and how they are provoking these young boys and stuff. And this was an article that was published in one of the leading newspapers and it was even marketed. And I'm like, over like over here when it's summer, everyone is practically naked. Why are the men why are the women not being rampantly raped? Like it's such a poor excuse for you to go up and say and even for the newspapers to publish this, um, a lot of the language used around reporting violence, for example, is very passive. Um, I remember that lady who was sexually harassed by her student and she was trying to Give give him account, make him accountable for his actions, and oh my god, the story was reported as over love struck teenage. No, that's not, that's not. You shouldn't report that as anything to do with love. If someone has been sexually harassed, report it as that because language means something to us as human beings. So even those are little ways of like they're not little. They are big ways of creating change. Yeah. What language are you using? If your boy tells you, ah, man, I just had this chick. She didn't even want, but may I force? No, call him out and say, that's rape. Because unless he has, you have called him out and given a name to what he did, he'll go around saying, ah, man, I was just, eh, you know, just, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was call it as it is so that people are held accountable for for it um the language used around reporting a lot of these things for me it it asks me like on a whole other level <laughs> we're coming towards the end of the conversation um guys me and paddy we will talk about this thing there'll be part two but <laughs> just i know you've you've touched on this um a lot um in terms of the things you're trying to change in terms of the next generation you talked about allowing maybe your nephews or cousins to cry and stuff but what do you think um are the things we need to let go of as a generation in terms of men eh? moving forward like to create a better environment for men because a lot of men think this whole discussion is feminism is only just for women but even they like they benefit from it as well like reducing for example the shame around men's mental health that's creating a safe environment for for men um so how do you think you as a man um are some of the things you, you're learning or unlearning from past generations and you're trying to teach or carry on to provide a good environment even for yourself as an individual me first i'm going to first give you an example as you see when uh, this fintech sorry to to take you into that discussion but i think it will bring out what i want to say when these fintech companies came most of the the, the banks felt like uh, there was a competition that coming because people started started uh, putting their money on mobile money and what and uh, there was some little fight but after they realized that you know what i think we just have to put down our ego and say yes even though we are the pioneers of this thing the best way is to work with these people because still the money will come even though the money is collected the other side at the end of the day will come to you so it's not about you fighting these uh, companies it's about you connecting with them and you build something bigger you will even be in a relationship So for me I think we as men we just have to sit down and say you know what it's not about hurting each other that this one is a feminist and I don't believe in that and it shouldn't be about that these guys are saying that you know what this is what I want I just want to feel secure about uh, around you I just don't want you to protect me so can you do that is that hard to ask so I'll use that so we just have to accept that and combine as to create a better like ecosystem <laughs> we should we should accept as men we come together and say you know what this is the point we should invite each other we take away that ego of me feeling like i should be the man and the moment we first work on that other things will move okay where I, where I see a woman on the table and i don't feel like she shouldn't be there because i feel like yeah we are men a moment we remove that other things will have to work 
themselves out automatically because even with our fellow men, we feel like a moment you feel like yes, it's okay to, to be on the table because he's a man. It will be the same way when it's a woman seated on that table. Yeah. So for me, I feel like uh, it's, that is the first thing that we should work on first. And uh, yeah, because I feel like others just play along I with totally the, the root cause. It starts, I feel like the root cause of a lot of things and change starts with the individual. And then that change ripples, like the ripple effect goes into society. So I hold myself to the same thing, even as a woman. I'm like, as much as I preach, I can't preach women empowerment if I'm not empowered. Like, because mm-hmm. it will, it, like, you know, those people who try to push something, but they themselves, they're not it. You can see through it. Like, you can see through it. The, they won't, there won't be any effect. There won't be any results. So as much as I hear a lot of male feminists come up, for example, but they themselves, as an individual, I know how they... I remember there's a male feminist who was outed on Twitter. Too many. They, who had they just been feel working like they with yes. feminism organizations and all these things. And he was actually violent and beating his girlfriend of years, you know? So it's like you can't, you can't create effective change if you haven't started with yourself. And I totally agree with that. Maybe he had changed. Yeah. He was still doing it. Like, that's why it came out. Like, the, yeah, so he had it. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm also allowing. But that's also a point, you know? Like, what's the threshold that we have to allow for change? And that can be a topic for another day. But, like, um, I, for one, I'm, for not, for, I'm not for cancel culture. Like, I feel like humans, we evolve. We take in new inf- information and all that like what how do we allow people to change how do but keep them accountable still and yeah that's a conversation for another day but <laughs> thank you so much buddy for coming until can we talk thank you so much i um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode um if you did please please subscribe hit that subscribe button please rate and review the podcast it really helps Um, And also go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. The self-reflective episodes move to YouTube for now as we work on getting more conversations on the YouTube channel as well. But that was it. Thank you for listening to Can We Talk?